Welcome to Unbandaged. This is episode four. We are the number one podcast in America, according to everybody that's listening to us. Well, our growth is just exploding, Gavi. Good afternoon, Gavi. And um, our first show, we had 817 listeners. Our second episode, according to us, we have 4,000, our unofficial records, 4,000. 437. Our third episode, 11,112. 13, my brother joined. <laughs> 13. And did any of his kids join? If his kids joined, then, you know, we can add that up. And with this episode, we hope to have uh, over 20,000. Now, what, what's really interesting is we're getting a lot of texts from people that are just complimenting the show. They love the show. And we have gotten a few. Um, people that are very unhappy with our content. And today, I'm going to give you Gavi's cell phone number. (laughs) And you can just call him if you hate the show. No, but we are getting a lot of people that would like to sponsor this show. And what I have to say is very important, and our sponsors or future sponsors want this out there. They don't necessarily agree with our content, or support or endorse our content, but they like us, two fun-loving, really good-looking guys, and uh, that's why they would sponsor us. It's It's not what we have to say, it's how we say it. So, anyway, we want to get into, actually... This is an, a uh, what I'm calling an emergency um, podcast because I, unfortunately, am leaving town. My daughter, I'm going to give a shout-out to her. She is executive producer for um, a Carlos Santana documentary, which is premiering on Saturday at the Beacon Theater in New York. And then I have to shoot down to Brazil, hopefully not get killed. And my son and his wife are giving birth to their first child. So... We're doing this emergency podcast, and we thank the people here for for allowing us to do it. And it's very exciting because yesterday was just a barn burner of a day with Donald Trump getting indicted again over these documents that um, he had, these these classified documents that he had in Mar-a-Lago. So we'll, we'll start to address that, but just at the beginning, we, we thought that we were going to talk about today, sex, uh, both marriage and outside of marriage, and Viagra and how it's changed the landscape of things, and just the general take on, on the sexual revolution that's reoccurring because of uh, this Viagra. So Gavi has some really good thoughts on this. What do you say? Well, I say... Um that the people that are taking Viagra, it's like there's a misconception. Everybody thinks it's for people that uh, need it, when actually I would say, I don't know, 80 90% don't need it. But what happens is once they take it, it's like you're only as good as your last performance. Right. So now they are forced, they feel like they have to take it just so they can live up to their, to their last performance. And I would say that that's most of the people – Taking it because it's a it's a safety crutch for them. Look, when they show up to the game, they want to they want to hit a deep center field. They don't want to have you know a strikeout or whatever. Uh, so, 
you know, maybe an insurance policy. That's how they they should sell it, an insurance policy. And I think most people that's they're they're scared not to take it. So they take it. So now the whole sex game, especially for people that are over 60, 65 with this Viagra, and now they're doing generic Viagra, which is a dollar or two or three. I wouldn't know, but it's a dollar or two or three piece, um, is is a game changer for them because they were out of the game. Yeah, well, it's uh, look, it's in the porn industry. People are taking that. There's no more fluff girls. Right. And it's (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) Right. Maybe Hooters will go out of business. Or go. Anyway, um, so last night I'm laying in bed when I came home, and I'm watching a uh, clip of Rodney Dangerfield. If, if you know who he is, he's a great comedian. He's, he's passed away. And he had a good sex joke, and I think it's clean enough to tell. He goes out with his wife on a Saturday night, and they have a wonderful dinner. They have a couple glasses of wine. They get back home. And they, and they start trying to have sex, and it's not going so well. So Rodney says to his wife, you can't think of anybody either? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so we're going we're gonna to hit this Donald Trump thing because it's just bizarre, the whole story. Do you want to start on uh, what you believe, and then I'll give you my background? My background's about a 10-minute background. Well, first of all, there's it depends what side you're on. So there's... There's half the country, they're happy. They're, they're really happy. And, you know, it doesn't make a difference what he does. He could go through a red light, and if they put him in jail for a red light, they're happy. It, it just, the crime, it doesn't have to fit the bill. And, uh, I mean, just in the last month, can you, can you tell me how many times he's been, he's been indicted before? He's had the rape charge. He was found guilty of, of rape, I guess. He... Uh, was found the thing in Georgia. He has a big deal going. Stormy on Daniels, he beat. Stormy Daniels, <laughs> yeah, and then he beat her for money too. Yeah, then he beat her for money. But it's like every single like they basically. It seems to me that they just don't want him in the race. So they'll just keep coming up with things that they don't want him in the race. Where half the country wants him, and he's only getting stronger. He's like a hurricane that's going over warm water every time. Every time something happens, this hurricane goes from a cat one to a cat two. Pretty soon they're going to have a cat five on their hands, and everybody's going to sit there and say, how did he win? And they're going to say because he beat the mainstream media, and that's how he won. And his, his fundraising after the, the last two days, I, I understand, is, is just off, cra- the chart. off the charts. So my experience, I have a, I have a front row seat at this. And this is why I just think the whole story is is crazy. And I read the indictment. I don't know that I understood it, but I read it. So in 2004, I moved I moved to Florida in 1990 part-time. In 2004, I moved here permanently, and I moved down on the ocean in Delray Beach, and I joined a golf club. And at the time, the golf club that I joined was up in West Palm Beach. It was Trump International and Marilorgo. Largo. And you had to join both. And it was relatively cheap back then when I joined because there was no clubhouse. He had just started building it. And it was basically you were getting in on the ground floor. And as the club opened, I watched this guy. He was the um, he was this superstar businessman. And then he had some good things and some bad things go on in his career. And then he had his reality show. 
And then he ran for president. And when he ran for president and then ultimately ran as president, being at this club was like being in Fort Knox. There were literally hundreds, hundreds, three, four, five hundred Secret Service agents everywhere. There were guys, and I'm not telling any military secrets here because people obviously know. There were guys with surface-to-air missiles. There were ambulances. There were, they, in the front, his armored, his, as president, he came around in an armored SUV, like 10 of them, and they, they never shut him off. They always kept them running just in case they had to push him out of there in a hurry. There was a command center. There was a guy with a nuclear football. The, the point of this whole long-winded story is after, and, and when you walked into, and, it, and the physical facility where you eat your lunch or whatever is relatively small, and the President of the United States is sitting, you know, 18 feet away from you with all these. And he's a DJ at night. Yeah, he's a <laughs> DJ at night. But anyway, so now he becomes the ex-president, okay? I have a front row seat of ex-presidency. And what's ex-presidency? Well, you still have all the secrets in your brain of being a president. You still know know all the secrets of the United States. So therefore, you have to be protected. You're almost like a president. So maybe it's 50% of what it was before. Now... So now maybe he has 150 Secret Service agents around him. I saw him last month. My son um, was the club champ there two years ago, and the club champ gets to play with him, and we have breakfast. And by the way, let me put the record, let me go on the record here. I'm not, you know, and we do want to have Donald Trump on the show, a call in, and I put my request in, and hopefully we'll get it. So I'm going to be careful what I say. I don't want him to hate me here and not come on the show. (laughs) But, um, you know, everybody says, and I'm not defending him again, he's a cheater, he's a liar, he's this, that. Well, I watch the guy play golf. First of all, he's very athletic, he moves very fast, he shot a straight-up 73. Yeah, did they give him three- and four-foot putts because he was winning the whole match? But, yeah, but I didn't see him cheat, and he was a great golfer. But the point of the story is, Yesterday, I'm sitting in my lazy boy chair in my living room watching Fox News, CNN, and trying to get ready for another podcast, and I'm saying to myself, this is impossible. I've been to Mar-a-Lago this year a number of times. I've been in the ballroom. I've been in that bathroom. I never saw a fucking box anywhere. This guy, there's two, three, four hundred Secret Service agents everywhere. They're in the front of the building, back of the building, walking all around the building. It is the most secure place in America, or one of the most secure places in America. It's not like Joe Biden's garage when Joe Biden was not even a president. He was a vice president or a senator. And I'm sitting there and saying to myself, as I'm looking on on my um, phone, that there was a giant pool leak at Mar-a-Lago. Reported by, who reported it? CNN. Okay, CNN isn't the most conservative outlet, right? They, they don't love Donald Trump. So they have a giant pool leak, and all these things are stored in the basement of Mar-a-Lago. Well, when water leaks out of a pool... It was where, in October, correct? Right, right. In October, when water leaks out of a pool, water doesn't run uphill, it runs downhill. Where's it run? It runs into the basement. So maybe they took these, all these boxes and moved them somewhere else. My point is, I just find it just so hard to believe that 
this story, it's almost like they're coming after the guy with vengeance, this, this Merrill Garland because he didn't get a Supreme Court spot or whatever the issues he are. Didn't, he didn't rip up any of these papers. He didn't, you know, get rid of them. They're all there intact, all these papers. Right. So Hillary Clinton took hammers to the cell phones, erased 30,000 emails. Leech bit. Leech bit. And she's in Martha's uh, Vineyard this summer enjoying herself with Bill. And um, Donald Trump is going to be incarcerated on Tuesday. I mean, they're going to put him in handcuffs, right? What, what's the procedure? I don't even know. Uh, I think he has to c- turn himself in. Yeah, to they're going to fingerprint him. Fingerprint him again. <laughs> and it's so bizarre because it's like in this world, the judge that's going to preside over this is a Trump-appointed judge. I mean, the story is... It's like it's hard to follow. If you're not staying up with it, it gets confusing that it's a Trump appointed judge that's now going to overlook this. And if, you know, she throws it out for a lot of these technicalities, then you're going to have another side to say that that was unfair. So it's. Yeah. And of course, it gets moved up to the next court and the next court. And who knows who's in what court. But I just having a front row seat of observing this and not being a Donald Trump defender I j- with the security. I mean, I would bring people there to play golf. They drive up. Everybody's name has to be run through um, some Secret Service protocol. They put a mirror underneath the car to make sure there's not a bomb. They open the hood. They open the trunk. I mean, I, I just find it so incredibly hard to believe that anything was done improper. Okay, did they move the box from this room to that room because there was water on the floor? Maybe, I don't know. But I don't know, where's the crime, Gavi? I don't know what this guy did. Joe Biden had all these different boxes in four or five different locations, and there's nothing, zero. Well, do you believe that he raped the girl in Bergdorf Goodman's in the dressing room? Well, twenty-five again, years ago, again having a front row seat before he was president, he had bodyguard. He had, he, had, he had two bodyguards, Keith and Ralphie, and they were there forever. And he didn't go anywhere. I mean, he's in the middle of a, a of a very. He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity, but he didn't go anywhere without these two two guys shouldering him left and right. Do Do you really believe he walked into a um, a dressing room? with these two bodyguards, and raped a woman. No. You know, it's kind of like the Mike Tyson story. I'm This girl, and I'm not, no is no. If you say no, you should, a man should never touch you. Um, but this girl goes up to Mike Tyson's hotel room at 3.30 in the morning. What she think she was going to do up there, play checkers with them? Then were they going to play go fish, a car game? He was going to maybe make coffee. He was going to make coffee, but... Look, if Mike, if, she, if Mike Tyson start, this would be part of our sexual conversation that, in Viagra. I mean, if he started to try and advance on her and make out with her, and she said no, no is no. But I just find it really hard to believe on, on the rape charge that, that he has to pay $5 million for. It was a civil penalty. But then go back. If it's not that, then it was Stormy Daniels. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be something. It's going to be a red light that he went through, and he, you know, he didn't, or a stop sign. Whatever it is, that's people just want him to be indicted to go into jail. It doesn't make a difference what the crime is at this point. It could be minor, it could be or major, but they just want him in jail. 
So you're saying during the State of the Union address, if he farts, does he get indicted? You know, for yeah, and it, <laughs> violating and it, protocol. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to. They uh, they don't want him to run. If he, they want him to surrender. And I think, again, that's going to be a big mistake because he's not going to surrender. And I think that uh, he's actually going to put pressure on the other Republican candidates. They're going to ask the other ones, DeSantis and Christie, will you pardon him? Well, this um, guy already said he would. Um, Veraca, what's the guy? Um, yes, I know the guy from, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the business guy said he would pardon him. I, I mean, but how... So did DeSantis. DeSantis said that? Yes. But how far... Can a human being take punishment? I mean, this guy, they're in, be, forget the money. The money's huge that he's paying these lawyers, gigantic money. But how far can a human being abuse their body? He's got problems with all these indictments. He's got problems with his business, maybe because of COVID. I don't know. He's in the hospitality business if, if it's fully recovered. He's got problems at home with his Don't wife. forget he has the Georgia case coming up also. So let me let me ask you this one question, if, to be fair. If Joe Biden right now, and they said to Joe, listen, I got to prep you for this Georgia case. We got this other indictment. We had the Stormy Daniels case. Do you think Joe would be able to, like, handle, juggle all these things at one time? No. Impossible. It, I, I, don't, I don't know. And that's who's your president. Yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of super, super successful, achieving people in all areas of business, academia, doctors. I don't know anybody that could handle two or three of these, let alone 15 of them. Right. So isn't this maybe the guy when if you can clear his uh, agenda and give him a clear path since he never had a clear path, even when he was running, maybe he would be great for this country. So... Do you think Joe Biden secretly has the power yes. to call? To <laughs> yeah. call? Okay, you know the question, but the listeners. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm, because you're reading. Are, you are 11,112 <laughs> listeners. Uh, the answer is you're going to say, does he have the power to go up to his uh, 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 Bragg uh, and Department uh, of Justice Garland, yeah, Garland to say, hey, listen. I had some bad news that happened today. Today would be a great day if you indict him, and I think that he has the power to say, do it. And he did. All right. Do you think if Donald Trump in the back room goes to Joe Biden's or his people and said, look, this is just too much, will you, you know, I'll cut a deal. I won't run if you let me go. Just let me go on with my life. I'll go on with my billions. I'll go have fun. I'll write a book, I'll do a library, and in my library, I'm going to put all this confidential, all these confidential papers, we're going to put them in the library like George Bush did and Clinton did and all these people. Does, does Joe Biden have the power to do that? It will never come to that because it's just not in the fiber of Donald Trump to ever do that. He, can't, he doesn't even think it. It doesn't even enter his brain to do that. So, Unbelievable. So it's a... It's a you can't even get there. He won't even think about doing Okay. That. Does Donald Trump secretly make a deal with DeSantis and say, look, if I, if, I, if I go down here and now my poll numbers are starting to come down, are you going to pardon me? If I, if I, if I take my, my constituency of Trump loyalists and back you against Biden? I think if anything, 
I think Trump goes up to DeSantis because he will only be getting stronger. And he's going to say to DeSantis, my poll numbers are so good right now. How would you like, I'm going to let you know now, would you like to be my vice president? How's that? And I'm only going to be for four years, and then you could take over and go for eight. And maybe if DeSantis sees that the, sp- the margin is getting greater and greater, maybe DeSantis pull- pulls back and says, you know what, I'm with you. All right, let me throw this out at you. I mean, Donald Trump, again, we want him on the show. We want him to call in. So, Donald, if you're listening, please don't get angry at me. Um, The loyalty factor. I mean, this guy, Mike Pence, couldn't have been every day of his life. He, No matter what Trump did, he was loyal to him, except the last day. He reminds me of Dan Quayle. Right. I mean, you know. (laughs) But it's, it's tough for anybody like a DeSantis that really believes he has a big future. He's young. He's on Ozempic. He's 44. <laughs> but if he went, he, uh, Trump can only be president for four more years. Right. You, it's a great learning. You know, you can learn your way around. It, it's it's not the worst thing in the world if all of a sudden DeSantis is his vice president. But then what happens if DeSantis, but, but what happens if Trump, during the course of that period of time, DeSantis goes against him and then Trump tries to destroy his, his brand? Kam- or, Kamala Harris, did she go against Joe Biden? During the last uh, debate when she was in there? No. Oh, she did, yeah, on the first, yeah, when she was running for president. Where she's now? Where is she now? Vice president. Okay, it happens. That's, right. that's, that's part of, you know what? It's like in sport. You, you know what? Uh, let's see. Let's start off. Uh, Ted Cruz, what was uh, what was his nickname? I forget. Wasn't it Lion Ted? Or yeah, Lion, Lion Ted. Ted. Yeah, everybody okay, gets uh, a uh, Rubio, what was his nickname? Little Marchio or uh, something? Small hands. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, he throws things. And meanwhile, they're now all of a sudden, they get along. It's just, you know, it's uh, two gladiators are going. He treats it like it's a boxing match. He, you know, likes right. the UFC. He doesn't mind knocking you out and then helping you out back up. It's just hard to believe that a guy, I mean, the legal bills have to just be staggering. I, he has these, these legal eagles that must cost 10, 20, 30, 40 million each time he goes through this process. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, uh, that's something that uh, I'm curious to know what that number is. That is bizarre. Right. Your membership might have to go up. No, I hope not. <laughs> no, no. Actually, <laughs> you know, that's really funny. Donald, don't be upset with me again. He promised us for five years our dues were not going to go up. And that was like, this was like four years ago. So this year we get the bill, and uh, the dues went up. I'm like, well, the dues went up. How could it go up? Well, if you look at it, he extended the season by two weeks. So the, the dues went up because the season's longer. So, yeah, that was a smart move. But I think... And, by the way, when years ago... He used to he sued Palm Beach because the planes flew directly overhead. You couldn't hear yourself talk when you were at Mar-a-Lago because the planes were so low that you could read what the bottom of the plane was. And he lost, and they would continue. And they said, the only way we can stop these planes if you become president of the United and States. And we'll give him a different flight, flight path. And I think maybe that's one reason why he ran. <laughs> that's probably true. And then he reappraised the value of Mar Largo and borrowed more money against it, right? Exactly. So Smart. This, is the, this is the first three days of this, and Gavi and I are taking a week off here. And when this, this show is not live, it's going to come out after our 
in a week, and we're leaving Florida where this time of year the tsetse flies come out. If you remember the, the movie The In-Laws, I mean, they, they suck blood right out of you. you. You need like a gallon of blood just to survive a, uh, uh, 15 minutes out here. But, so we're going to move on to another subject here because um, I think, you know, this Trump thing has to play out for us for us to really figure out what the story is. So down here in Boca, Delray and Palm Beach, when it's crowded during the season, you really don't see how many old people are. There are, and there are. Now that everybody's clearing out, the only people that say, that stay here are the old are the really old people. Except, I have to. I I want to uh, clarify what I consider old because now that I'm 61, 75 to me is young. <laughs> I look at 75 as young. So, you know, I think I think you got to be fair down here so when you say old you know to someone that's like 30 they might say 75 is old uh, to me old is 90 now right late 80s so you're a little more conscious of the fact that people are old and i was in a line to go into a restaurant yesterday in my car and i'm watching the guy get out of the car and he can't walk he has they go to the trunk and they pull out a walker for this guy and he's driving this car and I'm saying to myself, and I'm sitting there in the restaurant, I see this guy, and his wife is helping him eat. And I'm saying, he can't walk, he can't eat, but he can drive. <laughs> it's funny, I was, at a, I was at a restaurant yesterday and I saw a guy pull into a handicapped spot and he got out of a Ferrari. <laughs> and that didn't make sense either. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And, and you go into these CVS stores and... You have never seen so many prescriptions in your life. You know, you give them your name and they and they go through thousands of prescriptions looking for all these different bottles of, you know, for your particular name. And, you know, my particular name must be very popular in this area yeah. because there's about 10 of us around. <laughs> but let me ask you a question. But since we're down here in the South Florida area, the driving age of people driving down here, do you think... That right now you have to sometimes take a visual test when your license expires. Do you think it should be mandatory at a certain age that you have to take a driving test again? Yes, because I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, 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 the problem with, I, I agree with you 100%. But how do they pass that? Because probably the largest voting block are, are older people, and they're not going to vote for that. No, you can't. They would vote for it if you gave them a subsidy, sort of like Medicare. Let's say you go for your driving test. Let's say you fail. Okay. Now they give you a card, like a government card. And now that card gives you a discount. You're, you're, you'll have a number that gives you a discount of, say, 60%. Uh, there'll be a number of all Uber rides. You get a discount for all Uber Eats or all DoorDash. You get a discount for all Instacart. So that way it takes you off the road. It's better for the insurance companies. You, you never really read about a 23-year-old driving through a Dunkin' Donuts because they hit the gas rather than the brake. Right. And I think the roads would be safer. And we're only talking to the people that fail 75 or older. So you're saying that the savings, let me try and understand this, the savings in the insurance and, and people not dying and things like that, would more than pay the Uber charges. 
Right. It's sort of like a Medicare. So that way it makes it safer for everybody that it encourages them to take Uber and they get like a subsidy back that they're off, that it's just safer for everybody to have them off the road. Well, I think uh, I think that's a brilliant idea. If DeSantis becomes president, Gavi for governor of the state of Florida. <laughs> there you go. That's your camp. That's a great. You know, I tried to solve Lululemon's <laughs> problems last week by telling them to put the extra extra small in front and the double triple X. So now I'm on to solving, you know, the driving down here in the state. Uh, of I know it's just, and the problem is everybody looks ahead when they're driving, but nobody looks behind. So you're driving behind this old person. They're, they have no idea you're behind them. They don't use their blinker. So they, don't you, use, they don't use their headlights. They don't <laughs> use their headlights. They don't use their blinker. I don't even know if they get pulled over by a police officer for a DUI. They can't walk. I mean, how are they supposed to do the walk test? You know, they can't walk. Right. It's just crazy. So anyway, we're, coming, uh, we're getting flagged again. These shows are just going flying by for us and I wanted to let everybody know now that we're becoming just so gigantically uh, successful that we're heading into the we're dinosaurs the two of us we're heading into the social media world and we're going to start going on Instagram Facebook LinkedIn LinkedIn is that how you say it LinkedIn and I don't know. What do you think about this TikTok? I mean, I know it's huge, but it's China. I know, I know. It's like, you know. Are we going to boycott them? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm going to boycott it. You want to boycott it? All right, let me just cross that (laughs) off the list. No TikTok until we need it, right? That that saves us money, doesn't it? Right, it saves (laughs) us money. And we're um, hopefully in the next week or two, we're going to get going on this. I want to give a personal shout out. To all my friends at Lifetime Fitness that support this and uh, the University of Pennsylvania frat boys that are a year away from University of Pennsylvania. It's interesting. All these kids are now, you know, they went went to the best business college in America and they're all working at Goldman Sachs, Google, Amazon. And not only are they spreading it amongst the University of Pennsylvania Wharton community, they're spreading it amongst Google, Amazon, everybody. And all these guys are all super liberal. I mean... Liberal, liberal, and Gavi and I are just trying to play it right down the middle. I mean, we're not taking a side here. We're just talking about each side. Well, we are. It might seem like we're taking sides, but what we are basically is we are, I guess, we're Republicans that lean left and for common sense. (laughs) I mean, if there's a good idea, I'm in it. I I voted for Clinton. So I'm, uh, you know, if I was living in Pennsylvania um, and I was a... I could vote there. I would have said, like, if I was a Democrat, I would have looked at Fetterman and I would have said, no, I just can't vote for this. And that's kind of shocking that some people are like, they can't look. They are just on party lines. They just said, no, I'm going to go with him rather than Dr. Oz. So you as a person, if if there's something that's liberal, um, forget the abortion issue. I don't want to talk about it. There that's should be some gun controls. You don't. No one needs to have like to shoot up uh, enough venison to supply Walmart. I mean, there should be some. Res- but we should follow the laws that are already on the books. Well, how about let's talk about this before we go. The vending machines in New York. What do you think of this new idea that they're coming up with? It's the stupidest idea in the world. All right, tell us, tell our audience what what the issue because was. these crackheads that they wanted to make them give them free crack pipes. These are people that go into Walgreens. Out of a vending machine, they're going to give them a free crack pipe. Yes, but but 
these are the people that go in and shoplift. But when it comes to this vending machine, they think they're going to be on the honor system, and they're just going to take one. Even one crack they, pipe. Even though they can take the whole machine. So why are they surprised that an hour after putting this machine out there, there were no crack pipes left? Because the first guy said, I can't believe it. I can clean this out and resell it. What makes them think these crackheads are going to now be on the honor system? It's like sort of like Halloween candy. If you know, you went to a... Didn't you like... Uh, oh, I had a great experience growing up. My kids growing up, we had in front of our house, we had these gates and uh, cameras and all that stuff. And and um, the first Halloween, I forget, we went over a friend's house to have Halloween over there. And I put a, a like three bags of giant Milky Ways and everything. I, I attached them to the gates so the kids would have candy. Well, these are probably the future crackheads. These kids, these kids came along. I'm watching it on the camera. They took the whole bag of candy. I didn't take one candy. They took the whole bag. And you know what? I don't. I don't blame them at all. You know, when you're a kid and you see all that, like you're thinking, "Hey, I don't have to. I don't have to walk another hundred houses. I'm done." Right. This is it. I mean, it was just and and whoever came up with this idea that they thought. Okay, uh, vending machine. They're only going to take one at a time. Let's continue to do that. I, I mean, where's? But why couldn't, for instance, when these when these vending machines were empty after all the crack pipes were done, why couldn't Mayor Adams, with all this fire and smoke, fill them all up with uh, mass, the ND ninety mass, so that way, since he was giving them out anyway, let everybody go up to these vending machines and take a mask out. That would have made too much common sense. That's another point. I can, I can, solve, that. <laughs> I can solve that situation, too. Gav, Gavi for governor of the state of Florida. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we're going on vacation. We're going to take a little well-deserved week off since we're the number one podcast. I'm heading to Wildwood, New Jersey for a country music fest. All right. Gavi's going to be at Wildwood, New Jersey for a music fest. That'll be exciting, and you'll have some great stories when you come back. Yes. And you'll tell us all about it. Well, everybody, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening once again. We'll talk to you later. See ya.